Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Sorry for the delay on getting this one to you. Been busy around these parts, so I wanted to bring you a podcast here. Let's read from the book of Daniel. I want to talk to you about cooperating with God's plan to bless your life. This is a, uh, a doctrine that's not just neglected in many churches, not just overlooked in many churches, but in many circles is bad-mouthed. But I care what the Bible says, and I don't care what people say. I want what the Bible has for me, and I don't want to leave anything on the table that I could have had. There's got to come an attitude in your spirit that things that God has for me, I've decided that I will have them. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 6.12, to fight the good fight of faith lay hold of eternal life. There's things that we lay hold of by our faith that if we don't choose to go after it, to be proactive about it. Remember, faith is action. Faith faith takes action. You go in and you possess the land. It's really the a major part of the story of the Old Testament, the Israelites. They go in to Egypt and then they're trapped in Egypt, right? And that's a picture of sin. And then they get delivered by sin, excuse me, delivered from sin by God. That delivered, Egypt's a picture of sin. So they get delivered by it. And the Bible says that when they came out, there was, there was, they brought them forth with silver and gold and there was not one sick or feeble one among them. So that's our picture of what God delivers us out of. He delivers us out of sin. He delivers us out of sickness and disease. And then also out of poverty and lack. Those are things that came to the earth because of sin. You know, if Adam wouldn't have sinned, there'd be no lack. We'd have everything in abundance. The Bible says you can eat freely, just don't eat of this one tree, right? So there is abundance. When we go to heaven, there'll be abundance. There was no sickness until Adam sinned, until sin entered in. Sin entered and death entered by sin. And so sickness is incipient death, the beginning stages of death. And so life as a Christian, yes, is to redeem us back to God. Number one, it's our relationship with the Lord. And then it's to give us a home in heaven and really a new home, uh, ultimately a home on the new earth. We don't live in heaven for eternity. We come back to earth and there's the Lord lights this one on fire, any record of sin, right? It's burned to the ground. And then there's a new earth and a new heaven, right? And we live on the new earth, the new Jerusalem. We live there. We're there forever with the Lord. And so that's the plan. It's to restore it back to as it was beforehand. But our time here on this earth is a contested territory where we, first of all, make a decision to follow Christ. We receive eternal life, but then we enforce God's plan on this earth. Our job is to go out and get people saved, get people born again, bring bring people into the kingdom before it's too late. These are people that will be with eternally. The rest will go off into a lost, lost eternity. So this is the battle, the tongue of war, the, the battle of the ages, right? But then there's things that God's given us as our inheritance in heaven and on the new earth. And there's things that God's given us as our inheritance now. I've decided that I'm only interested in having what God has for me. I'm not interested in leaving anything on the table. I'm contending now. Even though I'm not sick, I'm contending for the supernatural. I'm contending for long life. I've got scriptures. I've got scriptures out that talk about how God will satisfy me with a long life. You know, I don't know. Jesus could come back in 10 years and I won't need scriptures about being fat and flourishing in my old age. I won't need scriptures about him making my bones rich. I won't need scriptures about being 120 and my eyesight not dimming nor my natural strength abating. I won't need those. I won't need the scripture that says, as your days are, so shall your strength be. But I'm hanging on to him now because if Jesus doesn't come back, I'm not getting cancer at 80. I refuse to have disease in my body. That's my inheritance. To Jesus bore my sickness and my disease for me. I refuse it. So we'll maybe do this one in a few parts, but I want to talk about d- d- your inheritance of abundance and contending for abundance. 
The Bible says in Psalm 27, 35, that God delights in the prosperity of his servant. God, the Bible says in Daniel 2, 28, that there's a God in heaven that reveals secrets. So we're in a world, a fallen world where poverty is rampant. But God has a way for his children to come out. Poverty is a disrespect to the human race. Lack is a disrespect to the human race. It was God's plan that we'd have everything in abundance. So God has a plan for you now to walk in that abundance. But you contend for it. What you don't fight for, you won't have. The Lord said, go into the land. I've given you this land. In the north, it's this boundary. In the east, in the south, in the west. Go possess it. There's still giants there, but you go with me and I'll go and I'll help you possess it. There's at some point, if you read through the book of Joshua, where they're possessing the land, that, that Joshua rose up and said, listen, what are you doing? We've still, there's, why are, this tribe, why have you not taken your land? This tribe, why have you not taken your land? Gird up your loins, go now. People get lackadaisical. So this is an area, abundance is an area. God's purchased it for you. You know, I have a list of 40 some forty plus scriptures, my favorite on prosperity. This isn't one or two scriptures, but I can find you 120. You go on uh, YouTube and you search healing scriptures, or excuse me, prosperity scriptures. And there's a guy reading 120 prosperity scriptures. You can find them in the Bible. Hey, though your beginning was small, your latter end shall greatly increase. I'll bless you, you and your children small and great. I'll increase you more and more, you and your children. You read through the word, but this is an area where the the first way to move forward in this is to know, to settle it in your spirit, in your heart, and in your mind that God wants to bless you. That any thought of, hey, God's like, you know, withholding. Now, listen, if you love money, that's going to be a problem. You have to love the kingdom of God. So the first thing is you get it settled that God wants to bless you, but then you get it settled that you're not going to let money take you out. You're not going to get rich and fall away from the things of the Lord. If you're going to love money, I hope you stay poor and I hope you make heaven because people people have shipwrecked their faith by, by putting money before God. You don't love money and that's why giving is so important. But this is how you contend. You contend through the word. Number one, get it settled in your spirit. Third John 1, 2, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. You get it in your spirit. The Lord said in Jeremiah 32, verse 40 and 41, I'll make an eternal covenant with you and I'll never stop doing good for you. I'll take delight. I'll find joy in doing good for you all the days of your life. That's the God that we serve. The God that created the earth with abundance. The God that created heaven with abundance. The God that will create the new earth with abundance. Everywhere you go in the plan of God, there's, there's built to be abundance. Lord, I know you've got abundance for me in March of 2021. Lord, I know this week you've got abundance for me. Lord, the fruit of my body is going to produce. My job's going to produce. My investments are going to produce. My business, my employees are going to produce, Lord. You're going to give me the hidden secret riches of dark places. Lord, you're going to reveal secrets to me. There's a God in heaven who reveals secrets. There's a God in heaven who reveals things. Hey, I'll show you great and call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know about the future. Great mysteries that you do not know. Lord, if you're telling secrets today, tell me. Hey, hallelujah. You contend through your faith. You believe. You know, the Bible says that the Lord is on your side. You have to get that settled. God's not, God's not treating you ill to teach you lessons. My sheep know my voice, the Bible says. Oh, you know, God used poverty to teach me lessons. Well, he could have taught, taught you lessons and you not be poor. Oh, you know, this sickness brought me close to the Lord. Okay, that's shame on you that it took a sickness to, to bring you close to the Lord. You know, the, the more the Lord blesses me, the more I'm going to press in. 
and the more I'm going to give. So number one, you do it through the word. Number two, you contend for abundance by giving, radical giving. If, you're not, if, your, hand's not, if your hand and heart are not open to give, you will not be able to participate. You know, you can go get rich through the world's way, but it'll be sorrowful and it could take you away from the things of God. I don't recommend that. But when you get, you do it through the Lord and the Lord blesses you. Your hands got to stay open, generous. As the amounts of income increase, the amounts of giving should increase. Not just the amounts, but the percentages. Lord, as you bless, you know, it's people, people aren't doing well financially, but then they're generous and they start being generous and they're giving and they're giving and they'll empty their bank account and they'll give. And then the Lord starts blessing them. And I'm not saying you always have to just empty your bank account, but people then draw back, oh, you know, I'll do 12%. And before they would just they would just reach in and just give everything, and now it's all calculated. I've been there. I understand that you have to choose. I'm going to be generous. If I'm going to be anything on this earth after I'm a believer, I'm going to be a giver. It's blessed more blessed to give than to receive. So engaging in radical giving, look to give every day. Lord, who can I bless today? That should be the question that you ask. That's really what's helped me. Is I wake up, Lord, who can I bless today? Bring me someone that I can bless. Well, that's you know I'll run out of things. You know you won't run out of things. You can't run out of things. It's impossible to give and run out. Impossible. <laughs> you know, as long as the lady poured, the, the widow woman poured, there was oil. The moment she stopped pouring, the oil ran out. You can't give and run out. I've been on this thing where I've just been giving more than ever. And I don't want to get in the details because it's not about me. But, but I, I just give every day. Give. Radical give. Get and keep giving. And the more you give, the more you get. It's like it catches, it, it overflows. You can't help it, but you keep your hand open. And you know what? It's fun. It's a blast. But there's a grace to do it. The Lord says in 2 Corinthians 9 and, and that there's a grace to give. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. There's a grace for this. The Bible actually says, as you ex- excel in faith and, and love, so excel in this grace also. That's gi- the grace of giving. And you know what goes with that? The grace of receiving. So you contend by the word of God, by putting the word of God in your heart. And then you contend, you contend also by giving. You contend by giving. And then you contend by seeking first the kingdom of God. You know, and that's what giving does. When you seek first the kingdom of God and you're giving and you're winning the loss, that's how you contend for this. But this must be contended for. You contend in your prayers, praying big prayers. Don't pray small prayers. Don't ask for small things. I mean, if you're, if you're at the place where you've never believed the Lord for anything, start somewhere. Believe him for a hundred bucks. Believe him for 20 bucks. Believe him for seed to sow. Lord, I've given what I, what I have to give, and I'm asking you to bring in a hundred dollars seed. Start placing a demand. Lord, I'm a giver. Lord, your word says, you know, you, the, Lord, no one can turn it back. You said it. As sure as the sun is in the sky, you're bringing me that seed. Lord, as sure as the grass is coming out of the ground, which you said in Genesis 1, Lord, you're bringing me that seed. Your word is true. And then you praise and you dance and you thank him and you praise and you dance and you remind him of his word and you praise. And then the hundred dollars comes and then you give it. If you hold, if you say you're going to give it and then you spend it on food, you you have to be able to be trusted and you give. And then you say, Lord, bring me 500. I want to give 400 and, or 250, and I want to buy myself a new pair of shoes. It's okay. If there's something wrong with that to you, then you need to work that God, you need to put it in your heart that God wants to bless you. The Lord wants to bless you. You know, I remember a day, the Lord reminded me of this testimony when I was, I don't remember if I was in sales yet or what I was doing, but I went out and bought a pair of shoes from Dillard's, nice dress shoes. They were the best shoes I'd ever bought at the time. Besides Jordans, they were these hundred and I think either one hundred and eighty, sixty, or two hundred dollar dress shoes from Dillard's. Like nice. I don't remember what brand they were, 
but my favorite, nice walnut leather, nice. And I had them and I was in church and the Lord reminded me of this recently, but I remember going up to the altar and laying them on the altar and it was a big deal for me. Like these were nice shoes, nice, my nicest dress shoes I had. And it was like a big deal. And I laid them on the altar. And then I remember a time, well, now looking back, let me skip all the intro. Now looking back, you know, I don't know if I have a pair of shoes in my closet that are, that are under $200. I mean, I have a couple pair of Adidas that I guess are. But all my sneakers, if you see me wearing sneakers, they're $300 sneakers plus. And I'm not saying this to boast. It, my, all my dress shoes, I have a couple that I got on sale for like $200. They're $200 to $500 dress shoes. And, I, and it's not to boast. It's just what the Lord has done. You know, I've had, I've had three people give me $1,000 pair of shoes. $1,000. I've given one of them away. I've got the other two. And I'd give them away. It's not a big deal for me. Stuff doesn't, ma- doesn't matter. But the, that's the Lord's deal. I didn't ask for a $1,000 pair of sneakers. The Lord gave them. Man of God came to me. Hey, come and look at my wardrobe. Do you like these? Do you like these? Do you like these? Here you go. Here's two pairs of $1,000 shoes. <laughs> now I'm asking. Now there's actually some $1,600 shoes that I like. Hey, if it's available, Lord, if you're doing it, I'll, I'll take them. <laughs> I, you know, why not? The Lord's doing it. The Lord said, how beautiful are the feet of those that bring glad tidings. Now that I'm in the ministry, I, I'm in line to receive $1,000 sneakers. You know, I'm not going out and buying them for myself. But Lord, Lord, if the Lord's going to do it, might as well. You know, let the Lord increase you prosperity. Yes. It's so that you can, it is so that if, if you don't have a heart to bless others and it's all for you, that's a problem. But a lot of people are air on the other side. They just, just can't see the Lord blessing them. This is something you can contend for. If you can't be generous towards your spouse, that was something that the Lord had to deal with me. And thankfully it didn't, I didn't struggle with it, but I'm supposed to bless my wife. Be, be rich towards your wife, be rich towards your spouse, be generous, be generous. If I'm given, I'm spending. If I'm given to the Lord, I'm spending as well. Never ask for just enough. Lord, you're asking for seed. Ask for seed and for, ask for something to eat as well. Seed and bread. Lord, I'm asking you for this much to give. And Lord, bring me a couple extra, couple extra hundred or wherever you're at, a couple extra thousand. You know, I'm, I used to believe for the hundreds. I don't believe for hundreds anymore. I believe for now, I believe for thousands and tens of thousands. I started where I was at and I started giving radically. Now, now I give in thousands and I'm, I'm believing to give in tens and fifties of thousands. And soon it'll be a hundreds of thousands. You know, when that day comes, I'm going to get on here and testify. Hey, I asked for this. This is what the Lord set me up. This is what I asked to give. Prosperity is measured by how much you give. You know, maybe after all this thing, I'm just selfish. Maybe I just want more treasure in heaven. But listen, I, this, this world is not my home. I'm not going to be here forever. I'm here for a short time. I got to reach a lot of people. We got to get a lot of people saved and we got to do this thing right. I don't want to get to heaven and realize I had a lot more available to me. Lord, do it through me. If you're, if you're giving secrets away to people to make a lot of money, do it to me. You know, the Lord's been, anyway, let me not get into that. The Lord wants to use people. He's looking for people. This is your territory. You have to contend for it in prayer. Lord, increase me. Lord, bless me. Lord, use me. And start giving where you're at. You don't wait till the Lord blesses you to give. You give now. You give radically now. You stretch now. Lord, what would be a stretch? Stretch and give. 
and watch what the Lord will do. I love you. God bless you. See you on the next podcast.